I am Jupiter, and I am the Marshal. I am Oz, and I am playing Gus Rissle Lodge. It's Bamps, and I'm playing Sal Roxhall. This is Cotton, and I am playing Seamus McKinnon. And this is uh, Super Cookie, and I'm your friendly neighborhood pepper. So last time, and you'll forgive Sal if it's been a while, but uh, he decided that the best place to perform this uh, we're not magnificent. Well, no, Sal thinks he's magnificent, but everybody else is a little, eh. Uh, this pretty good for defense of this town that he's not super stoked on. He's kind of into the idea of making the church into a booby trap so that when all of the... We know they're zombies, right? Like we knew they were zombies. Yeah, they kind of they, they kind of told you that. Yeah. Yeah. So when all of these zombos come in, that they come into the church, and then we blow up the church, and you know, two birds with one pointy stone, and you know, sounded like a good idea, but instead we've come up with another plan. We have some uh, some traps and shenanigans spread around the town. We have Pepper in a good sniping spot, and we've for some reason decided to defend these these fools so that instead of you know a town full of corpses it's a town full plus four instead of you know the possible end of the world which is you know a, a kind of a big deal something about a some kind of backwater redneck witch girl marrying some demon thing from the shadow uh, hunting grounds uh birthing horrible evil upon the earth i think reckoners were mentioned you know, it's just doesn't seem like the perfect use of our time. Uh, so as Sal looks up from his little journal that he had written all of this down with a quick note of what time it is, checking that he's still got, yeah, it's a couple minutes before the sun goes down. Uh, and he writes in there, so to whoever finds this, let it be known that this was not my fault that I oppose this at every possible angle, and that uh, if you're living on a hellscape on Earth, sorry, not my fault. And then he makes a, a rather flourishing signature of uh, of his name and snaps the book shut for going to meet with everybody else. Yes, you guys have had the whole day, uh, not the whole day, but you've had uh, several hours to plan because you know it's it's a, the summer months so it gets dark later so you got until like eight or nine tonight before these guys are going to show up so you've had you know three four hours so what is the battle pan, plan as i assume you are all congregating at the saloon with the rest of the town or the men of the town so um i i do recall that the last we met gristle made it very clear that he was not to be party to any of the defense plans because of his passenger. And he has sat down and had a discussion with said passenger, his Manitou, and told him in no uncertain terms to sit down and shut up. And that is how he was able to get the vital intelligence on the Bushwhackers, a gang of bounty hunters that was last seen leaving 
west northwest for Wichita and is now showing up uh, east southeast uh, as a bunch of dead people. And he has instead uh, found a nice rocking chair that he's put on the porch of the barber shop, which is across the street from the saloon and within the sight line of the church and its steeple. He has with him his box of whiskey bottles. And he has uh, a barrel sitting next to him. And on that barrel is one of his whiskey bottles and uh, two tin cups, both of which are full of whiskey that have been untouched. And within the remaining bottles of whiskey that he has, which I believe are three, he has stuffed a rag. On that barrel also is his box of matches and a couple of his remaining cigars. He has his pistol at his belt. And he has his shotgun uh, leaned up against the barrel as well. And he's just been enjoying the day, puffing on a cigar, watching everybody else do the planning. Uh, Pepper has used all of her training to uh, basically like set herself at the top of the tee. So she can see everywhere. She is sniping off the roof of the top of this little house here at the very top of the T with the church on her left and uh, the the place, the building with the children should be to the southeast, yes um, and she's mm-hmm. like ready to just protect them oh, we should get little tokens or something for the, the peoples or just like yeah. a, a square where the peoples are you can put little tokens or you can freehand draw or put an X where you're at because you can always move your X around. Whatever you want to do. So Seamus, uh, his plan was to wire up the saloon with some explosives and uh, some lights and something to make it look like it's populated because that's where people generally seem to congregate. And as whatever is coming into town comes into town, they hopefully come on by and then we blow it up and then retreat from the general store across the street and like fall back and have a uh, the last stand at the church. Sal, I think, is just kind of wandering around town. Uh, he's idly flicking a couple of cards and trying to come to terms with this expenditure of time that he's not super cool with. Uh, it's one of those things that's like a nervous energy that there is something better he could be doing with his time. Uh, he still helped. He has helped set up some like barrels in different areas of the town. There are uh, lanterns, torches, that kind of thing, so that as it gets darker, they can still set up sight lines for being able to see, but not not anything that's like. Uh, He's a little lost in his own head. He's not armed up like Gristle is with all of his guns and firebombs and stuff. He's not set up like to snipe the entire what you can see of the town, but just kind of like, this is what I got to do, and I'm going to make sure I can do it, I guess. I think after a while, Gristle's going to call out to Sal. 
having watched him kind of wander aimlessly, he'll just say, Hey, uh, boy, what seems to be the, the problem there? I think you got a good set of, set of brains twixt them ears, and I feel like Why, are you I hungry? Am... Well, now that you mention it, I'm a bit peckish, but I could just go with a little bit of back bacon. Not yours, of course. I'm sure they got some, but it's fine. It's fine. But what seems to be ailing you, boy? You're just, um, seems like maybe you're not too certain about what's going to happen tonight. You're certain about what's going to happen? I am certain. He crosses his eyes. Stashing the couple of cards he was flicking through into his uh, his jacket pocket here. Then uh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is that these five standing up folk of the bounty hunting persuasion are going to ride into town. They're going to see me sitting here and they're more than likely going to try and get close in order to have some words with me and account their moral superiority on finding some foolish old man sitting in a rocking chair. And meanwhile, the rest of you can sit up behind them and get a nice flank going. I do like that flank. Flank steak's good. Try some sometime, maybe after we're done here, but they're going to get distracted by me. And you all can take care of the rest of them now. And he's going to beckon to Sal. He's like, come here, come here. I'm going to give you something. He cautiously approaches because he was warned not to let you in on really anything that was going on. Correct. Uh, So Gristle's going to reach down to his box of whiskey and he's going to pull out two of the bottles and he's going to press them into Sal's hands. Like, you're going to take these. And when the time is right, you're going to know what to do with them, all right? He looks a little confused at it, because, you know, Molotov cocktails have not been invented yet. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'll have to trust you that I will know what to do with these. Very good. Very good. I just want you to remember that funeral pyres are pyres for a reason, especially nowadays, with what the dead standing up and walking around again. Fire is the scariest thing to an undead man. Except maybe coyotes, because I like to carry off little bits and bobs of you. Not happened to me, of course, but... Well, there's this one time, and he's going to start going into a story about when he was on the Midnight Express, and there was another... Uh, another Manitou gentleman that stepped out of the coach for too long and he got his leg taken by a pack of coyotes. And by all accounts, it's a hilarious story, at least to Gristle. Uh, Sal will begin to listen for a little while until he notices that the sun is almost down and will conveniently draw Gristle's attention to that. And as Gristle turns to look, he will move off to find something else to do. Gristle will uh, watch him go and go, oh, well, I thought it was a nice story. A gentleman might have come off to be president of the United States or something. I don't recall. Do we know which direction these people are supposed to be coming from? 
You do not. Okay. You do not. Um, so I have Gristle at the location uh, of the barber shop, sitting on the sidewalk, the wood porch thing in front of it. I have Pepper up on the roof of the building next to the barber shop, but across the, the street from the saloon. I have Seamus rigging the saloon with explosives, but where does Seamus wait, sit, stand, what? He is going to uh, be in the general store with like one of those uh, with the fuse or the old timey like plunger deal. Okay. Sick. And so, okay. Uh, yeah, thank you, appreciate it. And so, yeah, when it, when when it's time to push the button, he's going to slam it and then uh, either go out the front or the back, depending on how rough it looks, mm-hmm. and, and make him pay for every inch of ground on the way to the church. Okay. And Sal, you are just walking around. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that. I'm going to be bait. Uh, Sal doesn't think that. Sal thinks he's going to be smart enough and he's got uh, the general idea of where things are in town and where everybody's uh, holed up. And like, He may not be a good shot, but he knows where he's got cover from Pepper and he'll, as he's walking around now carrying two bottles of whiskey, uh, he'll look up towards where Pepper is sitting in her little sniper nest He'll pull the rag out of one of them, give the <clears throat> give the bottle a little whiff, and then you know take a hit, and then you know re- replace the rag. It's a mm-hmm. strange way to cap a bottle, but whatever. You put your mouth on that bottle. You don't know where that rag came from. I don't, but I'm probably going to die in a little bit. It's fine, given the octane of that whiskey. I am sure it's <laughs> sterilized. <laughs> I this is like the Wild West. They didn't care about sterilization back then correct this is this is during a time where a surgeon in trying to do an amputation quickly can have a 400 percent mortality rate but i'm pretty sure that they use that liquor that just came out of that bottle to sterilize the wound so it's fine yeah it's it's good for what ails you okay so when you guys have all your planes and you're just sitting there you watch the sun slowly dip behind the mountain range in the distance. And it's pretty quiet. Uh, Gus, from where you're at right here, you're going to see crossing this bridge down here, five uh, men on horses, uh, slowly coming up the road toward you. All right. So I think at some point in the interim, Gus will have moved his wagon. Um, I believe it's going to be on the other side of the general store. So if they're going to like get the hell out, it'd be heading like, towards the west. Like over here. It's- yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Um, it would have been smarter to do it at like the stables, which is next to the church. But we've established, mm-hmm. I think, at this point that he's got a D4 in smarts. Gus is not a smart <laughs> man. As also evidenced by him sitting out in the open, um, lighting a cigar. So there's that spark of flame that is very easy for the bushwhackers to see as they are riding in formation up this road. And he's just gonna settle his uh, this borrowed blanket or poncho or whatever over uh, 
his lap, and he's going to pull his uh, pistol and have it rested at the ready underneath there so he can uh, quick draw when the time comes. Okay. Um, and you're still smoking a cigar? Yep, fresh cigar. And nobody else is visible. Pepper is up on a roof hiding. And Sal is somewhere over here. And Seamus is over in the general store. Okay. Uh, Seeing as you are the only thing that they can see, uh, the lovely cherry red glow of the cigar, um, they are attracted to that. And they will just keep coming up. And they'll stop. Like in the middle of that lane there, in front of you. Uh, bef- before the cross, the uh, crossroad. In the middle of that cross. They're in the middle of the crossroad. Okay. They're perfect. in the middle of the crossroad. Yeah. The thing won't let me put the token. I can't put the token because you're. Right. Token My token's right too big. There. So I'll just I'll that go back. No, no, no. Uh, it, it's just the way it's it's going. Yeah. So they're okay. in the middle right here. They're like in this little walkway right there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And they don't get off their horses. They sit there. Um, obviously, the horses are also lovely zombified horses with their lovely fetid, rotting smell wafting into your nose, which you're like, that's a normal smell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gus Gus will like lift the blanket for a second and sniffs like, is that me? No, it's not me. It's, it's okay. And they'll uh, they'll sit there and, and they'll kind of look at each other and one will shout at the other one. I told you, told you those folks would keep them here. Easiest money we're ever going to make. Money for what, if I might be asking? Money. Money for bringing in your heads. My head? Now, what did I possibly do to deserve such a grisly fate? The one in the front is just going to say, we know what you're doing, and she knows what you're doing, and we're here to stop y'all. So, how about you guys, don't make it difficult, why don't you just uh, send a whistle to your friends and have them come on down, and we'll just do this like gentlemen. Do this like gentlemen. Well, if we are going to do the gentlemanly thing, then I suppose it would stand to reason that we have a bit of a drink before we draw down as if it was high noon, but it is not because it is past sunset. So I guess it would be low noon, high high midnight. What do you think that we're supposed to call it when there is a gun duel in the middle of the night instead of the middle of the day? A couple of them in the back kind of look at each other and they're thinking about it. But the one in the front doing the talking just cocks his head and goes, I ain't got time for your foolishness, old man. Get your friends out here now. I think Gus is going to heave a sigh. And he's uh, going to take that uh, one of those open cups of whiskey. Because it's clear they're not going to get close enough for, for him to do what he wanted to do. Which is fine, because that's also why he gave over the uh, two other bottles to somebody else. But he's You're gonna in the middle up. of the lane. I mean, they're like 10, 15 feet from you. Yeah, but I can't throw a cup of liquid 15 feet. Not a cup, no. Okay, Not a cup. go on. No. Sorry. Um, so he's going to um, 
you know, get to his feet, his uh, right hand, uh, like, scratches at his side and slides underneath uh, the poncho to grab his gun, reaches over to grab the cup with his left hand, and he just tips it back and does the salute. Well, there's, there's two things about it. Is one, um, they ain't my friends. They've made that clear for me. And uh, two, and he's gonna take a hip shot at the guy in the lead. Get this started right. All right, take that action, Pepper. If you want to shoot at one of them uh, after you hear the gunshot, I'll let you take that action and. Uh, same with all of you, because I'm sure you can just hit a window and, and shoot as well. Uh, so if anybody would like to take a shot after this one, <laughs> then we'll uh, do that. How many bennies do I have left? You have three bennies. I have three bennies. Session. You have three bennies. One of you has four. I think that's Seamus? Uh, yeah, I've got... Yeah, you've got four. Okay, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass a benny you so want I a benny? roll. Okay. Much better. Do that. Oh, I think I have five. Everybody starts with three. You have five. Yeah, I've got luck and great luck. Wee. <laughs> wow. And I don't think I ever remember you spending a Benny. I oh, know. He's done once. He's done. Oh, I did one once. Time. One time. All right. So you've you got a uh, a raise on your wild die. The wild right? die. Yeah. yeah. All right, and his parry. Let's get their character sheet because I did. You got a character, character sheet. Character sheet. Uh oh. Because I didn't want to type. Uh, they only have three wounds. So, uh, I'm sorry. Their parry. Their parry. Where's their their parry is a five. So, I think that that beats yep, there. Yep, he rolled a nine, so it was a yeah, five and a four. so that is going to... Yeah, so you're going to get him. And what's the damage? Uh, let's see here. The damage on a Colt Frontier 4440. Uh, okay, never mind. I see it's got a bonus damage thing there. Hmm? Because uh, he got a raise, he would get an extra d6 on the... Okay. Right. So I have gotten a total of 11 on the uh, surprise shot with a Colt Frontier. Okay. Because um, it says three wounds, and I'm sorry. Fine. I'm going to uh, defer to the experts here. Uh, what's his toughness? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is a uh, eight. Nope. Six. I'm sorry. It's a six. Okay, so then <clears throat> rolling over a six would shake him. Rolling, okay. uh, rolling a raise on top of that does a uh, shaken and a wound. All right, so he's got one wound. Uh, so on the sheet. Got it. I got okay. it. I found it. I found it. A shaken. Okay. There you go. So the front guy has been hit. Okay. Is anybody else going to do a shot after they hear or and or see Gus take a shot? Well, Pepper tried to shoot, too, but I think that she no, didn't do so roll well. roll it now. I want you to roll that now. You, you were preemptive in your rolling. I won't accept that one. There we go. So you got a nine. 
and the toughness is a six. Or no, their parry is a five, so you rolled. So what is the damage? Would well, it be with my Winchester, right? Because yeah. that's right. far away gun. Yes. Yeah. Far away gun. <laughs> the long gun. The long gun. All right. So the damage uh, is a, a five, and they have a six. So they don't take a wound, but are they still shaken? Because it was successful. So, um, Pepper got a raise on the shooting roll. Okay. So it's a five plus the, the two bonus damage. I realize oh, as I point okay. with my mouse, you can't see that. So seven. So that, okay. So that beats their toughness. Okay. And since they're already shaken, it gives them a wound. Uh, you can, if they're a wild card, you can spend bennies to try and soak things. Which I is can a toughness roll. Their I don't like giving my NPCs advantages. I mean, that's kind of like one of the main core things of the game. Then to I'll make your wild cards. Them. I'll make them spend a benny. Can Pepper have please shot his whole jaw off? And can he have made that like look like I can't believe it before he kind of turns back to the camera wiggling his no jaw? Oof. Maybe not. That's a raise on the soak die. Make him die. Mm, he didn't die. No. He instead does not take the wound and it's not shaken because he spent a Benny now. Yeah, so he spent a Benny. Yep. Um, uh, and was that the same guy that Gus shot or was that one of the other? Because there are five. Oh no, different guy. Different guy. All right. Okay, good. All right. Did anybody else want to take a shot? Uh, I yes. want to see if I... Right. Well, no, never mind. It's a gunshot. I'll, I'll hear that. I can make my way over there. Uh, I do want to roll a notice roll to see if I notice them coming into town, because I was not... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to notice them coming in? Yep. All right. I did not notice them. Carry on. Okay. Yeah. So, um, presumably, Seamus uh, sees all this horse shit going down, and uh, <sighs> I'm assuming he can put two and two together. So, uh, yeah, he's going to crack a shot at one of them. Okay. Let's see if I know how to do this. Come on. Dice roll. And probably with his pistol. It's where he had time to grab. Mm-hmm. So that uh, will match a parry. Do you want to use a Benny? I think I do. So, okay. how, so do I just re-roll? Is it, is it just mm-hmm. a straight re-roll? Yeah, it's a re-roll. Yep. All right. Come on. Go. There we go. There you go. 13. That's a little better. That is Lucky better. Number. That's that's a raise. That's two raises, right? Yeah, but he only gets one extra d6. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give him an extra d6. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to apply some kind of fun narrative thing for his extra raise, that's you know within your wheelhouse. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe knocking him off a horse. Yeah. Let's. We'll, we'll have you. You. Sh- yeah. Your gunshot will. Um, May have the one in the back close. It's in the back from Gristle's position, but the closest one to you, um, Seamus. And we'll have you shoot, and your shot will knock him off uh, his horse. Um, so you do get a raise. You want to roll your damage, and yep. don't forget your extra. Your bone. We'll add that bonus. Okay, and I don't fully understand all the rules. I know it's a D six okay. damage. So. There we go. 
All right. And then it's a D6 for the bonus damage for the rays. Cool. And so your D6 points. explodes. And oh. So roll another D6. It's a 9. 13. Uh, 13. Lucky 13? Lucky 13. So this one also has wound or no? Two. Uh, well, who did did you shoot the same? Not, not the same guy. No, the one in the back. Okay, so spreading the damage around. Spreading it around. I Spread. mean, yeah, not efficient, but he probably would have shot the one nearest to him. So yeah, yeah no. so it's he is across. Of, yeah, yeah. Especially with a pistol and not a, a longer yeah. range weapon. Yeah, yeah so, it was just like oh shit. <laughs> so is it two wounds on that one? Uh, it would be shaken in a wound. One wound. Okay. All right. So shaken in a oh, wounds. Um, before we do uh, initiatives with the cards, because now that's what we're going to have to do, uh, did you want to take a shot, Sal? No, I don't think he notices. Like, he's off there wandering around, so until shots get fired, I don't think... I, I rolled a notice roll. He did not see them coming into town, so, he, you know, gunshots. like, oh, shit! Turns around and starts running back in that direction. Um... I'm now remembering as I scroll down my character sheet that I have a phobia fire and you give me two Molotov cocktails, so. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with them. <laughs> Look, 1d4 <laughs> and smarts, all right? <laughs> you give a Molotov cocktail to a guy who's afraid of fire. This is great. All uh, right. Yeah, I'm so I'm just... rocks fall shots. <laughs> I just uh, begin to close the distance so that I'll. You know, okay. skip this round, and then I'll be back in the next round. Okay. All right. So, I, why won't the card go? I drew my card, but I can't see. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I did the cards correctly. Oh no! There's people have cards. Yeah. Why did somebody move it. my card? I drew a card. Do I have to click on it? Because I see yeah. like a ton of cards. You just click on. Just click it one time. Okay, and I do that, and I'm going to do a second one of these. And just tell me what you got. There we go. So I've put my token back down on the bottom right, and I've put my card over that. So I have a 10 of clubs. Okay. I have a 5 of hearts. Uh, I have a 10 of spades. What you got, Cotton? Oh, I thought it was visible. It's a 9 of hearts. Oh. It is visible, but we don't know what's yours. Ah. Just. All right. So it's narratively. Sal is less, so that makes sense. Um. Yeah, narratively, it matches up beautifully. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, gristle or pepper, whichever one is. I. It's. Um. I know it goes to suits, but. Doesn't matter uh, all that much. It doesn't really matter right now. So gris gristle or pepper, whichever one wants to go. Um, yeah, uh, ladies first. I insist. There you go. Uh, I just telling you what to do. Eject that <laughs> shell that really didn't do much, and mm -hmm. load another, and spit and shoot. Okay. Spitting is a very important part of the. Heck yeah, the it is. You shooting the same guy? Heck yeah. He All didn't right. go down the first time I'm going to finish the job. Well, you did beat his parry. So you can roll that damage. And it's going to be the same guy. So that's good. He's um, good to go. Oh. 
So you didn't get a raise, so you don't get the bonus die. So you're doing three damage, so... Nothing. Toughness is a six, so it didn't do anything. You shook it off again. Man, you got, like, the, the toughest guy. It's well, the problem when you're not front. used to He's shooting giant. zombos. <laughs> you're not used to shooting zombos. You're just finding all the right holes. And it's their bullets just going through them. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, Gristle. Uh, so Gristle is going to uh, grab his shotgun in his left hand. He has his pistol in his right hand, and he's going to take a second shot at the same guy mm -hmm. and uh, move to cover after that. So okay. we're going to do a shooting roll. I'm going to go ahead and pop my second Benny to re-roll that because a one on a D8 and a three on a wild die is poop. Two and an eight. Eight is much better. Eight is better. Oh. Holy cow! And that is... 17 damage. 17 damage bonus. on a 2d6. Uh, that is uh, two exploding sixes. Yeah. He did not get... Uh, he did Enough not get a raise. raise. Bonus. Oh, we didn't get a raise? Oh, yeah. on the so uh, wild die of an eight? No? Right, the wild eyes of D six, so the okay. six exploded right. into a two. Okay, all right. Um, so seventeen. That's a lot of damage. That can't just be one wound, can it? Uh, they have a toughness of six, and he yeah. was already shaken. And he was uh, shaken and had one wound. So that's uh six minus that. That's eleven. So that's three wounds. Oh. Uh, mm. he, he can spend a Benny and try and soak. Alright, that one has not spent his one Benny. So we'll let him spend his Benny. You're very kind to your zombos. I am. But the one that um, Pepper's shooting, no Bennies for him. <laughs> Look at that. So that would, that would be one soak, so it would take his uh, three wounds down to two wounds. But he is already. Doesn't matter because he already had the one wound. He falls off his horse. Dead. Yeah. So Gus uh, stood up and he had uh, one shot go out from underneath the poncho. And then he grabs his shotgun and adjusts his aim a little bit. And I think the second one just goes right through the dome uh, before the guy can finish talking. And he's already moving to hide under cover as the first guy falls off of his horse. Put to rest. All right. So we'll. Uh, I got knocked off his horse, right? But he's not dead. He is dead. Oh, he is dead. Good for him. Good job. Well, let's go left, right. Who, the who, one gristle. Who do we think? The one gristle shot knocked off his horse and is dead. The one that you knocked off the horse is not dead. Oh, the one gristle shot that just happened that just fell. Yes, your guy did fall off a horse as well. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, let's, 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 you know, uh, if it worked the first time, I think that we should, uh, you know, we got eight more bullets in this thing. Let's fucking go. Does a seven hit? Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you click on the token and then you press delete. Oh, I press delete? Yeah. Stupid now. Uh, it's... I, I had to test it out to make sure, so don't don't feel bad. So you're just doing the three damage to him? Yeah, I mean I don't know. What else, I, I don't okay. I don't don't ah I don't know what yeah. else I can really yeah, do to him. I, I can use a Benny. 
You can use a Benny but, to reload uh, your shooting if you want to go for a higher number. I'm not there yet. We're still just in the we're, we're, we're still in the general store, just popping shots. We're contributing. We're saving the big boon for later. Yep. Do you know what kind of gun you're using? Yes, it is a Lamat revolver. Is that the kind of gun I have? I mean, it's great, right? It's a revolver with nine rounds and a shotgun underneath it. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I just don't know if it's only one d6 damage. Oh shit! I mean, I thought I had a little. <laughs> Uh, oh, she's. Oh, I'm sorry. What was I looking at? I was looking at the. What was I looking at? I pull, oh, I was at the, the minimum strength. Oh, fuck me. It does 2d6. God damn it. Roll another d6. There we go. One more. There you go. Uh, and there, toughness is a six. So that uh, was shaken. He was shaken, yes. So that's a wound. So it's a wound. Okay. Could spend Benny's to soak. He's not, but he is going, because uh, it is now their turn. He is now going to start heading towards the window that these shots are coming out of. And he is going to shoot up. But you are in cover, and I know that makes a difference because you're in a window. We'll see. What does the um, in cover give you? That I don't know, but with a... Uh, you can also just roll to try and recover from being shaken. Oh, alright. You can now act. Okay, so now re-roll. No. Uh, did you take the shaken oh, off? Oh, I didn't take the shaken off. No, I didn't. Derp. If you're going to use the fancy things... You... Right? You got you to gotta use the fancy you things. You got to use the fancy things. There you go. All Still, right. so three, three garbage rolls of three a three garbage zero. Rolls in a row. He shoots, but the the you know it's dark. You're, I don't know if you are you on second floor or first floor. Oh, uh, first floor. All right, so he's he shoots, but it's dark. He can't get a good shot. The uh, wood splinters, uh, in you know, wood flies up as the bullets hit around the window. Uh, and there you go. Uh, so in terms of cover, cover yeah. gives a penalty of uh, two, four, or six based on how much of the object I'm using as cover covers your body. Okay. He's, a, he's a short guy hiding behind a window. <laughs> <laughs> that count? That yeah, count? I mean, the rolls all suck, so I would say, like, it that window matter. is probably a minus two. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. also, like, if that round is going through the window, that mm -hmm. cover is going to be going away. Okay. But that's also storyteller prerogative. Yeah. If... No, it he it did not shoot. This zombie did not shoot well enough at all. Okay. Uh. So no, no. Um. Uh. But. You have more zombies. I have more zombies, but one's dead. One is down. One has two wounds. Uh, but still hasn't used his Benny yet. And one has used his Benny, and then there are two that are up and there. But uh, let's do those two. Not shaken. They're going to shoot uh, probably at Gristle because, you know, you're the one there. Ew. My parry is a six, so that will miss. That will miss. And then the other one is going to shoot at you as well. And yes, they do have the same stats. Uh, that, that is, is not good either. That is great for me. 
And the one that Pepper keeps shooting at, he'll do a, a shot up from wherever he thinks the bullets are coming up from. Wow. wow. I'm going to sign out of World 20 and sign back in, see if that helps. Yeah, oh, this is ugh. like the world's shittiest ambush, but it still seems is... to have been effective. Well, I mean, narratively, the bushwhackers are idiots, so... Right. It uh... this makes sense, guys. Just this makes sense. Zombies don't was... have much smarts. <laughs> just, the, just the fact that I was very nearly able to have, like, a ph philosophical discussion with two of them about what you would call a gunfight at midnight. <laughs> like, that yeah. made it pretty clear. Is that because yeah. Gristle is also an idiot and shouldn't be philosophically discussing <laughs> with anybody, or is that yeah, hundred percent? Okay, he is an idiot. Like, All right, <laughs> he was he was gonna sit there and start spinning a yarn to like lull them into a false sense of complacency until sunrise if he had to. He was waiting <laughs> on other people to go. That <laughs> was happening, so he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start shooting." <laughs> All right, our secret that... technique is telling a story about onions. Onions, and now that brings us to Sal. Yeah, uh, Sal's gonna run up here and dive behind some cover, like mm -hmm. try to take a quick, uh, quick, yeah, a quick gauge of the situation. Seeing that, well, I see Gristle. Mm -hmm. So you're Sal's walking. Sal walks up to this, but. Where is Sal? By the barbershop? Did he come from the direction that the church is, is in? Did he come from the east, walking west? Or did he come up from the south and oh, he he's came got up a, behind? Uh, yes. Okay. East, walking okay. west. All right. Okay. So, yeah, you're going to walk up. You're going to see on your right, you're going to see Gristle. He is in cover behind the chair or barrel or something on the little wood porch stoop in front of the barbershop. You'll notice across the way in the general store that a window has been uh, shot up and part of the wood around the window is shot up and there is a zombie walking towards that. You do know that women and children are in the general store. Um, and you don't know where Pepper is. She did say she was on a roof, but you can't see her, obviously. So yep. you have one dead, one dead undead on the ground. Three standing, uh, well, three on their horses, and one off his horse, uh, walking towards the general store. Can, so what are you going to do? Can Sal see me? You're, you're Sal. You're Cord. Sal. So, Doc, yeah, you can, can see Gristle you. see me? Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I had a whole thing planned on what I was going to do and how I was Rude. going to act and then fucked it up. Uh, Sal looks to see if he can get eye contact with Gristle. Um, storyteller, would you like me to do a roll to see if I notice him or just say yes or just say no? I want you to do whatever you feel would be what happens in this. I notice him. Okay. I'm looking at you, I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the bottle that you gave me with the rag in it, and I'm like shaking my head like this. I think that Gristle is just you said I gonna Right. Um from behind the uh the barrel, the rain barrel that uh Gristle is hiding behind, he's just gonna pantomime just like throwing it over the uh over the barrel. Perfect. Uh, I will throw this 
whiskey bottle with a rag in it at the zombies. Which I think is an athletics role. Athletics. Yep. Uh, I got seven. All right. Uh, It'll land at the... In between uh, two of them. uh, And it uh, lands on the ground and the bottle smashes. Uh, A whiff of alcohol fills the air. The two zombies look at it and look back. Uh, I'm very proud of them. Came from and uh, they'll start to get off their horses and head toward you. Uh, the look of excitement on his face for doing whatever Gristle wanted him to do quickly fades as nothing happened when he threw the bottle. Uh, and he begins to run back in the direction that he came from. Uh, he probably can't get far because, you know, movement space restrictions mm-hmm. and stuff. But he's uh, starting to move back, trying to duck behind barrels and horse troughs and stuff to uh, stay out of direct line of fire. But It's serpentine. You're doing serpentine. Uh, In between covers yes. to make sure was, you, you don't get hit. Okay. I was trying to come up with a, a funny way of saying serpentine hasn't been invented yet. So he's doing like... Drunk prospector. <laughs> okay, you're just be you. You're just moving like a sidewinder down the lane. That's I'm sidewinder in, not serpent. <laughs> there, see, we got there. We got there. <laughs> Together, we could do anything. All right. Except make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cards you got? Are we drawing new cards or just sticking with the cards we got? What do you want to do? Redraw. redraw. Oh, I, like, I like to. I like drawing cards. All right, let's <laughs> draw cards. Oh, just tell me what you got. Ace of diamonds. Queen of clubs. <laughs> Two of spades. <laughs> Peppa. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I see an ace of diamonds and a. Queen of Clubs, but I thought I told it to draw me a card. <laughs> There's a card that's over your picture that you can click on, and it'll pop up a thing. It's kind of like where your hand is. Oh, hooray! It's a King of Clubs. Wow, you guys are just... Except for me. Killing it. Well, you're you're, you're sidewindering, so... It's very yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. It, initiative goes to the bowl. I thought I was helping. You were helping. And now they're okay. chasing me. And just so I understand, like, um, yeah. and uh, Gristle is on the porch of the saloon. The no. porch of the barber shop. The barber shop. Shit. Okay, that's where he's across. Across. Okay. So it's a T formation. So the saloon is across from the general store and the barber shop. Okay, I get it. That makes you sense. You got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, Ace goes first. Cool. Well, if we're gonna use fire. I think it's time for us to play. He's going to holster that Lamat, pull out the old, the old arm cannon. As it glows green, spins up, we're going to fire a little blast. Okay. So skadoosh. And we're, we're going to soup it up. Let's, let's, let's crank this thing here. Uh, let's see. If we go to ye old chart, we're going to uh, crank this thing up to a... Because uh, there's at least four of them, right? I think there's five. I think there's at least four. Four. One's dead now because... 
Cool. So we're going to crank the area of effect up. That means it's going to be four points. And we're going to add damage, which is another two. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six. That is six power points. Do I have six power points? <laughs> you probably do. Uh, arm gun has nine. Yep. So we'll do minus six equals three. So yeah, we're going to fire a gigantic fucking fireball at this thing. Boom! And the uh, already burning area. And it is going to do 4d6. Don't you have to... Is there something Yeah, I gotta to technically roll? roll, but I mean, like, why? Yeah. We know... Yeah. We know yeah. it's gonna happen, and I need to use a binny for that. That's two binnies. Alright, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Rolling weird science. Nothing is on fire just yet. Nothing it is will on be now. fire. Alright. So, it's a success on the guy that was coming towards you? It's a success on the, the spellcasting. Oh, okay. It's a success on the spell kit. What's the area of effect? How big? Uh, well, it says for narrative purposes, it's like four people. Or if you have a map out, you could do it that way. But it, like the quick version of narrative was like you affect four people. Pretty much, it's looking like the entire T intersection is now on fire. Okay. All right, all right. And uh, so you were successful in casting that. And then what's the damage? Fourteen. Oh, good. So that would be what a shaken and a wound for everybody. Mm-hmm. Unless they're already shaken, in which case it would be two wounds. Uh, well, if it's going to affect everybody, then everybody is shaken. Um, and two wounds. Because if they are shaken already, right? So it's shaken and a wound, or two wounds. All right. What do you want? Shaken in a wound or two wounds? Oh, shit. Uh, I guess shaking makes them... Sh- no, let's go wounds. Let's let's put these guys in the okay. dirt. Okay. Burn a night in the countryside. All right. So tell me how the one that was closest to the general store... Tell me how he dies. When closest to the general store... Yeah, okay, so as we aim, he's just going to like aim straight through his chest, and the fireball just blasts straight through him, making a, a just a hole as it lands on the other side. And, as, and you can see through it as it explodes behind him, light casting backwards through the gaping, uh, sucking wound, as the rest are embroiled in flames. Yes, the horses, they take off running, they're on fire, so they just ride off into the night. Flaming zombie horses. Can they run past me, please? Yes. Seamus will let out a maniacal laugh. <laughs> Watch them burn. Wee. Peyton <laughs> <laughs> Gus will shout, Tarnation! Huddle behind his, uh, his rainwater barrel. Which yeah. is probably empty, because this place hasn't seen rain in a while. And that makes a pepper... Up next, two are heading. They're on fire. Well, they've taken some damage. They're still up. They're just slowly moving. Uh, they were slowly moving. They were moving toward the church. They've slowed down, and they're kind of now trying to stop, drop, and roll. But doing the zombie shuffle. Yes. Drop and roll. Yes. And then there's the one that you've been trying to shoot at that just is not going down for you yeah that's like a real sore spot in my heart and i'm afraid that if i let that one go he's the one that's going to bring about the real end of things so i just want it 
I want to kill him. I want to shoot him again. All right, let's get him. Do you want to spend a Benny? You have three and you have not spent any. Totally. He needs to die, die. Die, die. Boom. There we go. It's an 11. Ooh, Ooh. boy, howdy. Lord, scope clean and mounted. (laughs) All right. Uh, So tell me how he dies. So you know how my last shot kind of went through that hole, you know, in his face, Mm -hmm. just right through. Well, I took into account like the wind and then the updraft from that explosive fire and everything. And then this time it went right in the brain and just exploded out the other side of his skull. Okay. Okie doke. My pencil go. All right. So that one is dead. Uh, Gristle. So we're down to the two going after Sal, correct? Yes, they are on fire. And flaming horses are rushing toward the church. Oh, okay. So Gus is going to pop up from behind cover. He's got his shotgun in hand now, his double barrel. And he's going to call out, Well, boys, I guess this wasn't too gentlemanly. And he'll uh, give one of them a barrel. Kerpow. Oh, wow. 14 on the D8. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's actually a 16 because double barrel shotgun gives me a plus two to shooting. So on a D8, so you got two raises on a D8? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And so what would the range be considered? Are we still short range or did we go to medium range? Short range would be considered 12 feet. No, we're medium. Medium range. All right, so we're gonna do a uh, that was supposed to be a two d six and not a three, so that'd be eight with uh two bonus damage so ten. And ten is two wounds. How do you convert the damage to wounds? Is where I'm lost at. So uh, you go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. You're better at this than I am. Their toughness is six, so that starts your that hits your your floor that you need to hit. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, if they're not wounded, that becomes a shaken, and then for every four over that is a wound. So ten is six plus four, so shaken plus a wound. But since they're already two wounds, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and tell me how uh, this zombie that finally got the fire put out and stands up to resume his chase. I, I he, he gets up, he's dusted himself off, and he hears Gus call behind him. The guy turns around and goes, what? And then just gets a, uh, a, a barrel full of buckshot blown through his chest. So there's just this giant hole in him as he's blown back, uh, and then he just rolls to a stop in the dirt. Okay. Um... I think, I think my last, I'm trying to consider what my last bushwhacker would do, and they're not smart. So I think he just thinks it's less people he has to split the money with. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. If zombies can actually truly, you know, collect bounties. 
It can. Uh, I have a, a juicy target for him if you want. What? Uh, as the flaming horses go running past Sal, he sees them and he just fucking freezes and stands there. So my bushwhacker sees his opportunity. You've been serpentining. He has doused out the fire. He stands up. He sees that you have now frozen in fear. Fear of the bushwhackers, obviously. Yeah. Take the shot. Do it to me. Yes. Got it. Now my damage. Yep. I want to point out that that was with negative uh, negative two to the roll because of his two wounds. He still rolled a 13. Yeah. yeah. Well, two. Uh, your, your damage is incorrect. Yeah. Your damage says uh, strength plus 1d4. Uh, Colt Frontier should be a 2d6 plus 1. Mm-hmm. I swear I fixed it in the thingy, but it didn't work. Okay, there, so nine. four, eight, nine. And then because you got a raise on me, it's uh, an extra 13. 13. What is yeah, just use toughness? the bonus damage from that, that four bonus damage. Yeah, just use the four bonus yeah. damage, yeah. So my toughness is five, so that is shaken and two wounds? Yeah. Five, uh, five four, and four, yeah. There's exactly. Fucking two wounds. Uh, I'll spend oh, a minute to try and soak. Okay. Ooh, oh, look wow. at me go. Wow. Uh, yeah, so how do you shoot me that would have been a very dangerous shot if not for... Uh, it just ends up with me shaking, which is kind of perfect for what I had in mind. That other bottle of whiskey? No. No? Okay. No. You're amazed as you stand there and you're looking down the lane and you see that zombie just level his gun and he just... And in slow motion, that bullet flies down the lane towards you. And you know you need to move, but you can't. You are frozen in fear. And that bullet hits you square in your chest and knocks you down. And it hurts, and you're in pain. But that bullet didn't go into your heart because your journal stopped it. Oh, shit. My words. Your words protected you. Uh, it goes just deep enough in my journal to stop on that page. <laughs> the bullet hole next to not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can do whatever you want after uh, that happens. Because, yeah, you are, you know, on the ground now and reeling. Yeah. You know, putting yourself out there to be shot in the face is a little eye-opening in what you were going to do. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, sweet. I'm going to try a spellcasting roll. I'm going to try and do a thing. <gasps> right? Things. Uh, right. Doing things is great. <laughs> things are the best. All right. So I will... Cool. It's just one PowerPoint. So I will spend I will spend two PowerPoints, one for casting, one to uh, increase the damage. And I'll try a spell casting roll as I try to bolt this man. Uh, that is a success. Okay. Uh, and then I will roll. Uh, I'll just do it this way. What's that? 
That's a uh, 3d6 that did 18 damage as uh, Sal like snaps up from being prone because he got lit the fuck up with that gunshot. Uh, his eyes, if you could see him, if you're close enough, are just wide with fear. And he throws out a hand at some cards come out of his sleeve and they spiral together into fire and hit this guy. The guy that just shot him for 18 damage. Uh, horrible screaming, burning, face melting off. It's it's the kind of thing that would give you nightmares. <laughs> well, stop doing the thing that gives you nightmares. <laughs> I, he hasn't been doing the thing that gives him nightmares until he was mid-nightmare when he got shot. So this uh, last bushwhacker is on fire. Everybody can see this. And eventually he just runs out and collapses in the ground and just lies there on fire. The horses are gone. Um, it smells awful. The, the rotting, now burning, rotting flesh smell just fills the air. But slowly... Uh, the men will start walking out of the saloon, uh, being very cautious to make sure nobody else is there. But it looks like the five guys that showed up earlier are now dead. Uh, so they'll start to walk out of the saloon as well. So, yeah. Russell is uh, going run to run to Sal since he did see the boy take a shot and go down and then watch the fireball. So Russell's going to run over there. As, boy, are you all right? Uh, he has his knees curled up to his chest and is just head buried in said knees, arm over the top of his head, holding his hat. His awesome fez has fallen off onto the ground. Uh, he looks a little bit of a mess. Yeah, Gristle's going to uh, holster his gun, shoulder the shotgun, and just bodily pick this kid up like by the shoulders to shake him out and look at him see where he's bleeding. It's like, I don't smell no blood on you, but I gotta make sure. It's like doing that really like wicked inhale. It's like sniff inhale. See what Hi. this it smells like. He doesn't really fight you. He's His muscles are tensing and untensing in seemingly random ways as he's just like fighting something. Uh, it's probably pretty easy for you to see where he was shot. And you'd be able to pull out that journal. Yeah, uh, Crystal will pull out that journal and they'll thumb it open. It's like, well, help me. Oh, Crystal can't read. He can't read. He just <laughs> looks at the book. He's like, oh, I didn't think they was good for anything. And he'll just like put it back in Sal's pocket and pat him on the chest and kind of like lightly smack him on the cheeks to wake him up. It's like, come on, boy, come on back to us. You ain't going down there yet. And if I got anything to say about it, you won't go at all. Now, come on, everything's fine. Uh, we cut away from them to see what the other two are doing in the immediate aftermath. Yes, please. Well, Pe Pepper sees this whole shenanigans going down in the street. All of the zombies are down. So she, you know, stands up adjust the furs around her and kind of like takes her collar and just covers her face, turns away from the street and slowly makes her way 
back down to the back of the building. Seamus will come out from the uh, from across the street and slowly walking through the, uh, the dirt and the mud and just kind of like look at and analyze those that were, well, not quite alive and are now dead, but are, I guess, deader. And they kind of just stand over it, hands on the hip, a little proud. And maybe the first smile his compatriots have seen as he, uh, you know, goes to uh, goes to approach the, well, I guess, um, Pepper's still up in the tower. Has it yet come down? She's like, you know, at the back of the building. You can't see her. You know where she was. You don't see her there anymore. Okay. Well, yeah. So, uh, he'll just nod over at uh, Gristle and Sal. I think Gus will look back and he'll nod and he's trying to to break Sal out of his catatonia. Uh, good news, there's a role for becoming unshaken, which is... Uh, there is! Spirit. Uh, yeah, so after a moment or two, as everybody else starts to get together, uh, Sal will snap out of it and kind of push Gristle away. It's like, I'm not, I'm not dead, don't eat me! I wasn't gonna... Uh, boy, I told you like I told everyone else. I had no interest in it. And I said that you was on the Midnight Express and I was duty-bound not to harm you. And here we are. And shot a man trying to shoot you. And looks like you got the other one, which was good. But I wanted to make sure you didn't get shot because I saw you got shot. But it looks like them words stopped you from getting shot. Uh, he starts to collect himself and pick up the, his things off the ground, uh, including a, a handful of spilled cards. Uh, and his hat. He can't not have the hat. I guess we'll see the cards, but he's dumb. So he doesn't know what those, you know, uh, what those represent. But he's going to take his bottle of whiskey back and pull the rag out put it in a pocket, and then uh, recork that bottle before uh, going back to see what all the uh, other gentlemen that are uh, now coming out of hiding are doing. And what the fuck was up with that? He motions to the bottle. Didn't fucking do anything, and he wipes at his uh, corner of his eyes, you know, streaks of what, you know, glassy-eyed, what were maybe tears. Well, the thought was... That the rag in it would be lit on fire with a match or something, and then it would explode into flames and scare the horses, and instead it confused everybody and got two of them off the horses, which is preferable in in this case because it means they can't move as fast. But I was going to throw them a cigar in the in the puddle there and start a fire, which would panic the horses again. But then a large ball of green flame came from the general store and kind of did what I was planning to have done. That was an excellent strategy that y'all put together. It worked out. I commend you all. And at that, Pepper comes around the building and just nods her head at him. You're welcome. She's just saying that in general or to a specific person? Oh no, to Gristle because like he just commended me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a it was a great plan. It was a perfect ambush. Nobody was injured, and property damage was minimal. You know what? You are actually correct. Property damage was very minimal. Now that I'm thinking about it, 
<laughs> we didn't even break a window. No, you broke the uh... eh, windows were broken. Somebody did shoot out of a window. Oh, but yeah. were... for these people to lose a window is way better than losing their lives. Yeah, yeah I was in a hurry. We had to shoot through it. No other way. <sighs> I was intending to. Well, Bams was intending to like be a be a chase target and like run into the building that we had rigged up and get out the other side. But then uh, things went poorly. <laughs> well, I say no planned. Uh, you know, connects up with the uh, the realities of the battlefield. I gotta say, I didn't believe much in y'all's ability to shoot, but I was wrong. I will admit it here today. Y'all know how to shoot a little bit. Well, thanks for that. That was uh, a bit of a surprise, I think, to them to find out that uh, I do know to handle my way around uh, Colt Frontier. And a shotgun and maybe a bit of a bow and knife. And, you know, come to think of it, I've been I've been shooting a lot of things over the years. So, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm all right with it. Yeah, I'd agree. You always have to have a, uh, uh, what do you gamblers say, an ace in the hole. That is a thing that they say. Sal uh, looks over his shoulder at you when you mention an ace in the hole, but then goes back to stoically not paying attention because, you know, it's he's in his own head right now. I think Gristle is going to amble over to the uh, townspeople that are now coming out of out of hiding. Well, as you can see, the problem has been solved for now. <clears throat> I suppose we'll be on our way in a short time, but this should show you that it's pretty easy to kill a man what's already dead. That one took two bullets. That Well, you know, you set him on fire. That's pretty much all you need. Uh, no, no, I... Thank you for for hanging. We honestly, we didn't think you could uh, do it. I mean, there were five of them and only four of you. And, you know, a kid didn't look like he would be much help. And I didn't know that the woman could shoot. We really thought y'all were just going to die. Well, that may be. But, you know, there's more of you than there were of us and them put together. And all you had to do was stand on the second floor as they come back in and fill them full of holes. They wouldn't have been able to do nothing. And if you were worried about them getting back up, like I said to the kid, you set them on fire. It's the worst thing for an undead man and a woman and a child. It is it is non-discriminatory. Well, I mean, that's easy for you to say, but... We have families. We live here. This we've homesteaded here. We've built this town, and you know I don't appreciate. I mean, I appreciate what you've done here, but I don't appreciate you trying to paint us as some kind of cowardly folk. Those men, undead as they are, told us about a woman that had powers that could come here and have demons level this town. We weren't taking that chance. Not for. What? Four strangers like you. Well, it so happens that the woman in question is the woman we're following. And now that we've taken care of this little problem and confirmed that she is the cause of the trouble that we are following up upon, uh, we'll be taking her leave at first light. 
and you can continue on homesteading and doing as you do. Yeah, you know, not setting up for yourself in a non-cowardly way. Shamas be nice. They've got soft beds and plenty of whiskey. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. You guys, you stay at the inn. Feed you. We'll put you up for the night. And uh, oh, Billy Ray. The crowd kind of parts a bit, and this little boy, about ten or twelve years old, walks up. And he, yeah. Tell these men what you told us in the saloon tonight. He looks at Gus. He's a little scared, so he'll kind of look towards Pepper, and he's also a little scared. So then he'll look at Seamus and Sal, and like, so he'll walk up to Sal and ask him to come down. Where's he trying to take me? He wants you to like bend down so he can talk to you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a dis- <clears throat> it's a distraction from what he's thinking about. So he mm-hmm. shakes out of it and. Looks down at his, I don't know, snot-nosed brat. (laughs) Mister, I was hiding in my hidey hole, and I heard those men talking when they were here before. And I wasn't supposed to be in my hole, because I get in trouble for being in there, because my mama says that I shouldn't hide, because it makes, and she doesn't want to worry about me. Gus likes this kid. Gus likes this kid a lot. I heard them talking, and they were talking about that lady, and they were talking about uh, meeting her at at um at Atchison at Atchis. The kid, the guy, walks up, grabs the kid by the shoulder, goes Atchison. They're headed to Atchison. Catch a train. Does that mean anything to me? Yes. Like that. Okay. Edgerton is a town that has a rail system, a, a train station. It is north of this town. Uh. Can you write that down? Because that word doesn't even sound like a word to me. A T C H I S O N. Edgerton. Kansas. Atchison, yeah, yeah, like you know, at a boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Gus knows that location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just give the kid a pat on the shoulder. I'm like, thanks, uh, thanks, kid. Look around to make sure everybody else has heard that. So I guess in particular, looking to Gus because he's the one that usually drives the, the wagon and stuff. Just a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been through Atchison once or twice. You know, somebody gets off with a train. They need to take the stage off to another town that the train doesn't go to. There was one time in uh, 1861 that he starts going off in another story that I'm sure that nobody's listening to. I glance to the other two to see if they're ready to go. Let's go. are you guys leaving town at night, or are you going to leave in the morning, since the town said they'd put you up for the night, feed you, and water you, and everything? Uh, if if they're going to make any move to leave towards the night, Gus is going to stop them. <laughs> and in fact, he's going to go back over to his chair, and now, because it is nighttime, 
and the the manatee does require his his uh toll because it's going to sit in that chair and put the blanket back over his lap and just immediately conk out he's done (laughs) uh i'll look at gus like the fuck is this is he responsive at all responsive at all to like not one bit I guess he's all tuckered out. I feel like you were trying to make a joke there, and I don't know what it was. What me? No, he, he, he's out cold. It's like he's just yeah. Tired. No, that, that's what he's saying to Seamus. Oh, uh, well, not quite sure. He's gonna lean in and kind of analyze him, like kind of lean in towards his face, like he's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, guess he's just tired. Uh, Everybody like, is tuckered. Gus ain't even breathing. For that, for all intents and purposes, he's basically a corpse. Yeah. That's creepy. I guess we kind of let him sleep, sleep here? Well, then that means none of us are leaving if we ain't going together. Right? And she just looks at the guy and like, are we staying or are we going? Hell, I want to stay myself. I don't want to head on out in the middle of the night. Maybe some of some bitches out there straggling. Come up on us at camp. Sal so just kind of like, all right, let's... And then he begins to go into wherever they are offering them room and board at. That's the inn. That's the inn. If it's the saloon, the barbershop, he doesn't care. The saloon has rooms. Yeah. And so, yeah, they'll welcome you into the saloon. They'll set you up with the rooms. It'll be two in a room. They'll give you dinner. They'll even give you some booze, but not as much as you can drink. Uh, I, yeah. I think Sal takes a bottle and goes up to his room and doesn't have dinner. Oh. Near-death experience will do that to you, Sal. I get it. I mean, I don't know if this is the near-death part that's got him. Thus concludes this episode of Deadlands, The Bloody Benders. This game references the Savage Worlds game system, available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. It is the 25th of October, 2023. We are playing Deadlands and chasing the Bloody Benders. And am I roboting? Nope, just him. Just Sal. Sorry, Bamps. Your connection sucks. Uh, I blame all of the other various Bluetooth and wireless devices that are currently around me. So I'm going to move some of them. Uh, that's fair. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Gristle has done his setup. He's got a couple of Molotov cocktails, which are not known as Molotov cocktails, uh, prior to 1928. Uh, so he's got firebombs. Um, he has got his secret pistol. Like, I think he's going to wear a poncho. And I think 
uh, storyteller, if it's all right, I would like to roll a smarts roll to see if he's smart enough to tie a piece of boilerplate underneath his poncho as an impromptu bulletproof vest. Okay. So let's see how smart he is. He's not. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, I have rolled a one on my d4 for smarts. I have rolled a two on my wild die. I, I feel fairly comfortable in that he would never think to use uh, a boiler in that in that manner. Mm-mm. I mean, he's already dead. What's the worst that could happen? Pretty much. Pretty much. You see Gristle? Well, I Oh, you're cutting in and out. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, he's the robot, Are not you walking me. around? He's definitely a <laughs> robot. Your mansion... Your lead I mean, walled I mansion. I don't, I don't, it's so big, it, you lose contact with the thing. I am within arm's reach. <laughs> like right now, I am touching the wireless router. <laughs> so that's all. That's how close it is. Hmm. Uh, okay. I, this is bullshit. Yeah. And it's a new uh, headset. It's it's a new headset, and it's a different internet provider than what I had at the apartment. So like. Hmm cursed it, it just did it at that one point uh, I, yeah i think sal takes a bottle and goes up to his room and doesn't have dinner oh okay near-death experience will do that to you sal i get it i mean i don't know if this is the near-death part that's got him oh interesting Okay. That and he got brought out of it being shaken by a an undead man who is known for eating eating things <laughs> that people wouldn't eat. Say the least. I mean, at least you didn't wake up to Gus gnawing on your arm. I mean, you as far as you were dead. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I may have been but a minute or two from that mo- from that exact thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, but we will stop here and we'll pick up on the road out to at. Etchison. Sounds great.